the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Redeemer and sustainer. Amen. Today's readings offer lessons about the role of pride and humility in our spiritual lives. They remind us where to center our hearts. To his followers, embedded as they were in a culture that was saturated with concepts of honor and shame, the words of Jesus must have held particular resonance. After all, the Greco-Roman meal, sometimes known as a symposium, in which participants reclined on couches set up in a U-shape, that would have been a cultural icon well known, and you would have known that the closeness of your place to the middle of the U, where the host sat, indicated your importance. 
if you were seated at the ends of the U, your place in the immediate order of things was immediately obvious. In other words, if you were at the ends of the U and the host was in the center, everybody knew where you stood. In today's more democratic society, I don't know if we have quite the equivalent. Sure, we have the, the head table at the hotel banquet, or perhaps the patriarch who sits at the head of the Thanksgiving table, but we don't have quite the equivalent of what Jesus describes, these prescribed seats and dishonor for presuming one's placement. Or maybe we do. Having recently toured the beautiful new lunchroom at St. Mary's Episcopal School, I couldn't help but recall my own experiences at middle school lunch, how to find a seat with those who would have you. Surely, we have all had a middle school lunch experience in our lives, haven't we? Where some folks are in and some folks are out. Where does this human tendency to categorize each other originate? Where does this pride of place begin? If we look at our Old Testament lesson, the answer is clear. It is not of God. The words that speak to me today are from this wisdom writing from Sirach, also known as the book of Ecclesiasticus, written some 200 years before Jesus' time. Listen to that first line. The beginning of human pride is to forsake the Lord. The heart has withdrawn from its maker. Isn't it interesting that the source of pride is named? The heart's withdrawal from its maker is the beginning of pride and sin. So pride was not part of God's gracious plan. We are made to live in close companionship with God. Sirach harkens back to Genesis, doesn't it? Adam and Eve, who were formed of that very good creation of God, withdraw from God. In fact, hide from God in the cool of the evening after they've eaten some nice, ripe fruit in the garden. This ancient wisdom literature resonates still today, perhaps because in our modern world we sometimes find that we are far from God. For who cannot recall a time when our focus has been on something other than God and God's mission in the world? Yes, withdrawing our hearts from our maker is both an ancient and a modern problem. Jesus sees this old recurring problem right away at that fancy dinner party in Luke's gospel. He speaks in a way that reimagines this banquet, one where God is the host 
and there is room for all at the table. Without the normal or expected positions of power being placed, when we imagine Imagining God as the host took me to various images of Jesus at table. Perhaps the most famous being da Vinci's Last Supper. Can you all picture that painting? Painted in the late 1400s on the wall of a refectory in Milan, Jesus is at the center as the host with all the disciples in groups of threes spread on either side. Now, if you Google Da Vinci's Last Supper, you will go down the rabbit hole. You'll find that Judas is pictured holding the bag of money. And you'll find that there are wonderings about the somewhat feminine figure on Jesus' right hand. Maybe that's Mary Magdalene rather than the beloved disciple John. And you'll see blog posts about Brown code conjectures. Masterpiece long enough, you can't help but have your gaze pulled back to that host in the center. The more you look at Jesus, the more things fall away. I think Da Vinci has a message here hidden here in his painting, and it's in plain sight. Center our hearts and minds on Jesus. To guard against the sin of pride, to embrace humility, we might remember Da Vinci's Last Supper and focus less on who's at the table with us and focus more on who is the host returning our hearts to our maker? The beginning of human pride is to forsake the Lord. The heart has withdrawn from its maker, writes Sirach. We were made to share companionship with God and by extension with all God's people. With hearts centered on Jesus, we can hear his words and his invitation. An invitation to reimagine the rules as we know them. An invitation to not be distracted by the sideshow activities of position and power. And the commandment to bring in those who are not yet at the table. The poor crippled, the blind, the lame. Why? Because if we're honest with ourselves, we are the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Crippled perhaps by the rules that we've known, poverty-stricken when it comes to our ability to be one with God, blinded to the fact that our hearts have withdrawn from our Creator, and yet in our blindness still welcomed to the table. The good news is this. Our Creator has made us, 
Our Creator has called us good, and our Creator invites us day after day after day to return our hearts to the Lord. Amen.